This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's The Ticket. Now, over the years I've um, been on the air, I've had a few family members uh, make guest appearances on the show, especially in last year's lockdown. Uh, shout out to my dear sister and flatmate, Missy Mooney, for being my number one guest in Level 4. But uh, today's kind of the same but different. We're not in Level 4 but I do have a family member on the show and we're low-key talking about lockdown. Uh, one night in lockdown, to be specific. I'm very pleased to welcome my dad, Owen Mooney and Janine Swainton from the new play, One Night in Lockdown, to the show. Kia ora, guys. Kia ora, Koto. Hi. How are we doing? Oh, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Dad's pretty good. Janine's pretty in pink. We're, we're, <laughs> we're winning today, it seems. <laughs> Uh, no, for context, um, before we went on air today, I was like to Dad and Janine, I'm like, what are your favourite colours? And Dad said green, just because he looked around the Free FM studio and saw the colour green. And then Janine, before I'd even finish uttering the question, was like, pink! <laughs> um, so Anyone who's been to my house will know. What, is your house just entirely pink on the inside? Well, not entirely, because I am married, but <laughs> as pink as I can get away with. I'm like, that. how marriage has all I see is excuses. <laughs> Try harder. No, I'm kidding. Just, you know, is it pink on the outside? You should paint it pink on the outside. Unfortunately not. We don't own the building, so. I mean, yeah. buy the building, paint it pink. <laughs> I mean, now we're now it's a property podcast. Um, Kill to everyone. <laughs> but no, um, back, uh, backing out of the colourful chat, uh, one night in lockdown, uh, I'm just, you know, going to be very blunt and upfront. Uh, what is it? When is it? Where is it? How is it? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One Night in Lockdown is a play. Um, it's set in Hamilton. And uh, the time is during the opening of the lockdown. And it starts off with um, all of the uh, characters in the play getting a phone alert saying it's now lockdown you have to be locked down by midnight tonight oh see i can i feel like i can hear the the alert yeah we we, um we put a trailer um on uh, youtube yeah uh, yeah. for the play and the trailer starts with uh you are now in lockdown with that awful blah 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 everyone's gonna watch the trailer i'll put it up with a podcast of this episode by the way fam but um everyone's gonna watch that and get like ptsd (laughs) yeah exactly Every time we listened to it, we all did this involuntary cringe. Just yeah. hearing that sound is so evocative. That actually must be quite hard as an actor, though, because in the world of the play, you can't necessarily cringe and be like, we've lived this. You have to. It doesn't actually make it into no? the play, no. that sound. Gasp. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a trailer. Okay. And because the play is set um, yeah. and lockdown on the first night of lockdown, where people mm. are coming home from a party uh, after the phone has given them this awful message, yeah. um, you know that's why I 
to make the trailer more uh, communicative, and yeah. I thought it was more had more impact by including that in the trailer. And then it jumps into um, the entrance of the uh, two characters, uh, Louisa and Jason, mm-hmm. and Louisa is played by Janine. Janine. Okay, wouldn't pick you as a Louisa, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. I feel like that's probably quite a um, compelling uh, premise for a play, actually. Lockdown. I feel like it, it's going to be, at least that setup is going to be relatable to a lot of people. Mm. And I imagine coming in from a party after getting that alert, tensions are probably going to be high in this world of the play. I mean, I'm just making assumptions now. Yeah. Well, one of the many, many years ago, um, artistic director of a theatre group that I was in has described that one of the most common constructs for a play is when people are brought together uh, in an unexpected way. Yeah. And conflict results out of that. Yeah. And in this play, um, because Louisa... I'm like, um, don't get too spoilery now, Dad. Okay. <laughs> it's, I, I don't think I'm spoiling too much. Invites two other people into their bubble. Oh, okay. And, and once you're in the bubble, you're in. You're exactly. in. Yeah, oh. right. Janine, so, what were you thinking? <laughs> she wasn't. She's completely <laughs> drunk. Okay. She's, you know, not ready for the party to end. So why not carry on at Keep home? Keep the party going for a undefinable amount of time. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> kind of love the confidence there. Oh, sorry, Dad. I feel like I cut you off. That's all right. No, that's okay. right. Janine uh, completed the um, what I would have said anyway. Okay, that's good. I mean, I feel like I'm allowed to cut people off because it's that's the ticket with Hannah Mooney. Yeah. So just bringing the spotlight back onto me, even though I have you guys as guests and want to talk about how you guys are doing cool creative stuff and kitty kitty or I still need to give me some time. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> but so, okay, the play is set in lockdown. It's called One Night in... One night in lockdown, yes. and cast of four. Correct. Okay, local local cast by the looks of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, all from Hamilton except I think Nick is from Cambridge. Cambridge. Down the road in Cambridge. Yeah, yes, Down the road. <laughs> and um, it's 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 a wonderful cast to work with. I'm, I'm just fluffing up Janine here, but it's the truth. Dad's doing some very yeah. positive and cute minds. We're having a great time. We're Janine having a great time together. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 the rehearsals are a ball, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they have to be because the play can get a little heavy at times. So yeah. it's been great to have some levity during rehearsal just so that we don't go home feeling too down about things. Yeah, and... Yeah, I I think that's that's an important thing to do, especially I feel like when I was looking at the play, there were some content warnings and stuff. So when you're dealing with heavy things to kind of have that closeness and I guess feeling of safety in the rehearsal space is um, integral. Mm. Yeah, major thing. Yeah. Major. And we have that. Yeah. That's good. And I, I'm sure it helps on stage, you know, when you're meant to be at each other's throats, having a kind of level of positive closeness off stage probably just helps you you know get aggro faster better it does we're all comfortable enough to scream in each other's faces basically because we know we love each other at the end of the day (laughs) but but it has been said that um when you're putting a play together you tend to get more laughs when you're putting a tragedy together than a comedy i feel like there's some merit behind that i like i can talk to you that uh i think because when stuff's really like tragic or awkward or 
horrible, I feel like you either laugh or you cry. Mm. Yeah. Like I've definitely been in situations where it's not appropriate to laugh, but you feel so like uncomfortable. It's like the emotion bursts out in like the form of laughter. Mm. Quite poetic for um, a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> right now, but here you go. And so just uh, circling back, one nine lockdown. You guys are um, opening relatively soon, aren't you? Yes, on Thursday. No pressure, Dad or Janine. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying no pressure, Dad. Once it o- once it uh, once it's open, you're done, bro. Oh yes, I know. I just I have to. Um, it's well, it's sort of like you know the, the father of a uh, child and the mother takes control, etc. And it's out of his control, and everybody's running around, and you're saying, well, um, well, I've done my bit. <laughs> Is it? That's my... a str- rather a strange analogy, but <laughs> I mean, I... You, you do tend to give a birth to a creative thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel like it's one of the uh, few times that you get to give birth to anything, Dad. <laughs> um, oh, right. too early in the day for that gag. I apologise. Killed a mum. Um, okay, so you're running at the Meteor, and your season dates, as Dad mentioned, you're opening on Thursday, the third of November, and running until uh, the fifth of November. That's correct. Thursday to Saturday. Tickets are available right now at themeteor.co.nz. So if you're listening to this right now and you're not driving, um, I mean, you could pull over, but grab your, you know, internet connected device. Type in themeteor.co.nz. Grab your tickets. Uh, they're twenty dollars general general admission. Correct. Oh, look at me go! Does does a little bit of research. <laughs> Got to um, impress my dad on the show today. Uh, but uh, so, how's it all been going? I guess. I mean, Janine, you've already touched on how you've been having a ball. We have essentially. Yes. I can't remember if that was on air or before we started the show, but here probably we go. both. Probably <laughs> both. But um, how long have you guys been working on this one? Um, we started at the early in September, um, and um, we brought it to a point where we could show it to other people, so that we get confidence from the media that this would be in a, a good show to put on. Yeah, and then it was been into there, and we're just working our way through the, through Act One, then Act Two, um, and it's it's been. Well, it's been a pleasure to work uh, to do it. I think we've all really enjoyed the creative processes and um, we've all joined, uh, enjoyed working with each other. Um, it, it's a great cast and it's a comfortable environment. Anything to add, Janine? Yeah, it's been a really nice experience too, something new for me, um, working with a new play written by... Um, you know, a playwright. I've done through uni, you know, we would get together as a class and maybe create a piece of theatre, but to actually be coming in at the beginning stages of a brand new work that someone has written and being allowed to help workshop some ideas and be a part of the whole process has been very new and a great experience for me. I've really enjoyed it. And I was I was going to say, I mean, not like sounding stalkery, but like you've been around for a bit, you twenty know. years this year in community theatre in the Waikato. I worked out, which is okay. kind of horrifying. Like I just, in response to that, mahi pai for like keeping track because it gets to a point where you're just like, oh, this is just my life now. Yeah. You know, some people come in and they're like, ah, oh, I can give you the number of like community theatre productions I've been in and I'm like may I stop mm. count- counting once I hit 10? Well I can as well, not you- a precise number right now but my big lockdown project, mm. in the last lockdown 
Well, actually, the first lockdown was I moved all of our books out of the corner of our living room into our small spare bedroom and created a tiny little cosy library, which was fabulous. I vibe that. That then inspired me to buy more books, and all of a sudden, tiny little cosy library was not big enough. So I decided, well, I'm not really using my dance studio as a dance studio anymore. Mm. So I turned this massive room into a giant library. And part of the decorating process was getting all of my old theatre posters framed. Oh so my I've hung gosh. them in chronological order, because I'm me, around the room. I so. appreciate <laughs> that. And um, my mum and my sister will appreciate that because they're both librarians. Yes. So actually when I moved into my flat with my sister Missy, uh, she took all my box books out of boxes and put them in my bookshelf in like a nice order oh you've got to have an order or you yeah. just can't find anything <laughs> i mean i was gonna do it but she offered and like she's very good at shelving because she's a librarian by day and i'm like oh you can probably do this in 10 minutes off you go mate okay and so how many show posters are there then i haven't actually counted <laughs> but i could Is, okay i'm uh, onto my third wall Okay, that, that, was, four, that was my next question. I'm like, how many walls? <laughs> okay. And, well, I'm glad that you're kind of, you know, getting that experience of being so, being with something from ground zero. Mm. And, like, I can agree that it's probably very exciting. And I, I don't know. I feel like thinking back of stuff I've seen you in, I'm, this probably isn't your first time portraying someone who's, like very mean and unpleasant <laughs> I'm starting to get a little bit typecast but I do really enjoy it I love yeah. villains I love flawed women shall we call them um. <laughs> no but I will say one of my most like favourite um, performances of you because uh, now this is just turning into me reviewing Janine um, <laughs> no I really enjoyed you in uh, Stories and More I think it was The Andrew Were the you Andrew a theory? Ken? I was actually a good character well, and I just, yeah. it, it was just like, I'm like, I believe she's magic. I just, you just really <laughs> oh, sold you. it. And I just feel like for like Tamariki for children, it was just perfect. Oh. And I actually really enjoyed you in uh, Move Over Mrs. Markham as well. I was just playing myself in that. Really? <laughs> Yourself just Basically, turned up a bit. if I had like 50 dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but no, I actually, I used to be a birthday party fairy when I was at university. So I've got that fairy experience okay. to come in and play a fairy godmother. But she was a pleasant reprieve in a number of what people call my bitch roles. Okay. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and so now you're completely, you know, gone the other way. Yes. I mean, there's still some magic with Louise, I'm sure. Yeah, I think the key with playing villains and the reason I like it so much is well one is because people absolutely hate you you get really good friends coming up to you after a yeah. show going I wanted to punch you in the face that's an actual <laughs> comment I've had which I took as a massive compliment um, is to play a villain you have to sympathize with them you have to find that mm. part of them or yourself within them and find that sympathy and empathy with them to figure out and understand and almost apologize for the way they behave mm. even if that is totally just despicable and completely unlike anything you would do and you know that can be quite a difficult thing sometimes um perhaps not so much in this play I think it's it's explained very well why Louisa is the way she is but she also just has a really good time like <laughs> 
I'm quite introverted, so I really admire the way she just walks into a space, she has fun, she says what she thinks, she does what she wants, and is not like me sitting in the corner wondering, you know, oh no, do I, did I say the wrong thing? Now is that yeah. person going to hate me forever? <laughs> I mean, like, for some more non-spoilery context, Dad, this is going to be a challenge, but I feel like you're up for it. Louisa, like, I mean... I don't know, would we go as far as saying she's like the villain of this play or just go as far as saying her role in the play is to just create chaos? No. Um, <laughs> the What actually happens in the play is... Not spoilery, um, old man. No, not spoilery, but, but the characters have backstories. Yeah, yeah. Things that have happened in their life. And what happens in the plays is it's like taking the... Uh, you know, layers off an onion. More and more of their past is exposed, and uh, this creates the drama. And then resolutions come out of it. So it's pretty complex in the way all of the human interactions occur, both from an exposition point of view, and then moving through to uh, the final plot and and uh, towards the end of the play. I don't think I'm spoiling no. any there, but I'm giving you an idea, um, and the listeners an idea of the transitions that they um, that the audience will actually observe on the stage and so things become more and more surprising as we go through and that was very good and very non-spoilery I'm impressed dad but um <laughs> well, I can get something right you should no, know yeah, that by on, now on occasion <laughs> no um no we're kidding by the way just so everyone knows just um friendly family banter happening I would like to say also um we've you know, we've talked a bit about, you know, tragic backstories mm. and a bit of drama that happens. The play is actually also quite funny. Yeah. Yes. There are quite a few funny moments and lines and it's not just going to be a complete downer yes. for everyone. And, and <laughs> there is a moment where it is a particularly Hamilton play, isn't there? Yes. 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 Okay. Which is humorous. If I wasn't already going to attend um, for family reasons, then no. <laughs> then uh, based on that, sentence that's got I'm like what is the Hamilton element but I mean just you know going off what you said about your onion analogy which was very nice um how everyone's kind of got layers so would I be correct in assuming that everyone in this play kind of gets peeled back a bit Yes. 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 Okay. And they uh, there's a thing called character arc, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a trans, trans uh, transformation of the characters. And in this play, there's a lot of people. Lot of most of the characters perform transition and become different people by the end of the play. Oh, I like that. I think that. that's quite important. And uh, there's a line which um, which I've quoted uh, on, on the um, brochures, etc. Mm. At how events can be pivotal to a character. Yeah. And they can be you know, make for the better or for the worse. Yeah, both. That, hap- that happens in this play. I feel like that uh, rings true for both plays and real life. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to break for a song because, you know, it's always good to play some groovy tunes and I'm quite proud of myself for uh, going on theme or feeling like I'm going on theme with the music and you guys are looking at me like, how, what? <laughs> um <laughs> So, because it's, you know, there's a lot going on, it's a bit of a time. I In the play, I thought Misery Business by Paramore would be fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, enjoy, and we'll be back, team.
love a bit of Paramore. Like, not even um, ashamed of playing that one. Uh, Low-key playing it for the memes, but also, you know, every time it comes on, it's like 2009 slash 2010 high school me. is like, yes. Uh, But you're listening to Free FM 89.0, independent community media. And uh, today on That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney, this Hannah Mooney is very happy to um, have been having a chat with uh, Janine and I almost called you Owen, but um, my dad whose name is Owen, um, about uh, their upcoming season of One Night in Lockdown. And I I know we've spent a lot of time on um, you two because you're sitting here in front of me, but I you guys mentioned that you've got um, four... Oh, well, there's a total of four in the cast, three other actors. They're all local, bar um, Nick, who's just down the road in Cambridge, to quote Janine. <laughs> Such a wholesome way of saying someone lives out of town, eh? Just down the road. <laughs> well, it is just down the road these days. <laughs> True, with the new road. Um, that's a whole nother podcast, fam. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, give, give me some cast names. Name drop so then I can proceed to uh, mentally uh, try and recall where out, what else I've seen them in over the years because I'm sure they've all probably been on stage somewhere before. Well, um, there's J- uh, Jared who is... Uh, plays Jason, who's Louise's husband. Okay. And there's um, Gabriel, mm. who's played by Nick Hall. Yeah. And there's uh, Jessica, who's played by Isabella Falconer. Okay. She seems new, new to me. Probably not new to... She's very new to oh, she the Hamilton Theatre okay. stage. Um, she's a third-year classical voice student okay. at the University of Waikato. So we're so- looking at our next... Kirita Kanawa, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Yeah, so she's very new to the stage in the world of like theatre performance. She's done a lot of musicals and things mm. throughout school and uni, but yeah, it's been great having her on board. Yeah, yeah. You, you young, new talent to work with and watch her explore working through a play. I feel like that must be, especially this play, based on what, you know, yeah. we've been talking about how it's um, quite handy. Um, <laughs> Like heavy, I guess Hundy. Yeah. I'm like, people are going to be like, what is she saying? But um, it's, it's that. Qu- <laughs> quite a transition from, you know, classical voice by day, uh, edgy kind of heavy heading play by night. Yes. But Isabella um, hasn't been in the theatre environment in Hamilton, but mm. um, uh, spent a lot of time at school, etc., yeah. in um, dramatic plays. And I believe she played. King Lear in King Lear. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So, you know, and she, she's um, came in um, for audition and basically she just sparkled and, and we knew we had a great one. I mean, and it sounds like she's getting a right baptism by fire. I mean, Janine, earlier <laughs> in the show you're like, we're just screaming at each other, so the classical voice training probably comes in handy. Oh, yeah, she she gets some volume up <laughs> at one point. <laughs> she, she all helping you guys to conserve your voices, you know, so that you're not yelling too hard, so that, you know, imagine if you yelled so hard in rehearsal that then you watch it. <laughs> We're in a very small rehearsal space, so as Owen pointed out the other night, you know, once we get into the theatre voices, the volume's going to have to be lifted, but it's a bit hard when you're in sort of a living room size space. You don't want to get too loud and have the neighbours call the cops for domestic violence or something. Yeah, I imagine that rehearsing in like a living room size space probably fits the vibe of the play, because one night in lockdown, in theory, 
your set in someone's living room. Yeah. Uh, well, it all the set, set is just a living room. We have a okay. minimal set. Um, Not a dash of kitchen in there? Uh, no, no. Out um, the back. Out, out the back. Out the back. <laughs> just uh, where someone goes and... Um, Never returns, and, uh, no. Gets <laughs> more drink. Yeah, um, important. And, um, and also uh, goes for an extracurricular activity at one point. Okay. Um, and I won't, don't th- won't actually describe that. Yeah, let's <laughs> not, because you're my dad. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just being silly. Um, actually, I do want to be, well, continue to be a bit silly, but also do a little shout-out. I've heard um, along the grapevine that you've had some help with uh, your furnishings for your set. Ah, yes. Um, um, I feel like it's it's a local kind of props pro. Would yes. we call her a props pro? Yes, well, you know, um, my uh, dearest and beloved and your mother mm. is an expert at props and um, and very, uh, very popular with uh, multiple theatre companies yeah. in Hamilton doing this. So, of course, um, she's taken on the props. And um, yes, the stage will be furnished from various parts extracted out of our house. <laughs> Kia ora, mum. No, I, fe- I, I think it's, it's quite nice. It's starting to feel like a little bit of a family affair because, you know, I've got you on the show. Mum's doing the props. Um, I feel like there's been a few family members who read who've read the play, yep. and obviously we're all going to come along to mm. support Janine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think that's it's it's probably been a, a gift and a curse. Um, you know, having a play set in lockdown and having such a kind of small air quotes kind of playing space. Because I feel like it'll help build the intensity, but sometimes you'll just be like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. Like, well, has, has it ever felt like that? Only when we trip into furniture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, the uh, space, the rehearsal space is a little bit on the small side, so we'll just have to make sure that we've uh, sufficiently used sufficient amount of the stage, which there's plenty of at Black Box. Yeah, it, it'll be, I feel like you guys... You're prob- probably the way you guys have been talking. You're probably at the point where you're like itching to get in there and get mm. onto mm. it. You know, yeah. I mean, my character, she's so into everyone's personal space anyway. You yeah, know, it doesn't really matter. She'll be right up in their faces, regardless <laughs> of how big a room we've got to play with. I mean, there's no audience interaction. I eh? just asking for a mate. Fortunately mic. for them, no. <laughs> no. And actually, I should have asked this um, at the top, but I'm going to ask this now. Um, is there, obviously we've talked that, you know, there's some heavy themes in the show. Is there an age rating? Yes, it's R18. R18. Mm-hmm. Okay. For a second I was like, oh, am I going to be able to go without my parents? Then I'm like, hold on, I'm old. Um, okay, R18, that's good. And um, as we mentioned, there are some potentially triggering themes in there. Um yeah, just be warned. There are warnings in your blurbs and stuff. So do your research before you book. And, um, yeah, obviously we want everyone to feel as safe as possible while experiencing uh, this show. And I'm sure you guys talked about that. As uh, Isabella said um, early on, it actually um, fires off all the triggers. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I feel like also if people want to ask more questions, we do have our... Facebook page, our oh, yes. company NZ. If you know you want to 
maybe get a bit more information about what that means for you. Um, I'm the admin on that page, so send us a message and I'm happy to talk through anything that might come up. That's totally fine. Happy to do it. That's what I like to hear. And um, our theatre company, can I ask why that name? Well, we originally um, we were going to do another play, um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah, Um, classic. uh, That... Um, was deemed too long for the theatre that we were uh, mm. dealing with so we thought we don't want to let this go because we had a, you know, a reasonable cast at the stage there and um, so we said oh, well, we'll do it ourselves and then we said well, well what are we going to call ourselves and we, you know, it, when you start a new theatre company, what the hell do you call yourself? It's yeah. not a trivial question. <laughs> and so we went round and round and round, and we called ourselves um, one name, and then I did a bit of online research, and there's another uh, people in Hamilton that actually used that name, so we couldn't yeah. use that. And so eventually we came up with, what are we going to call our theatre company? Well, let's just call it our theatre company. I mean, it's... I want to say it's got dad joke energy, but like I want to say that and not like a like a down buzzy way, but like it's very classic. Yeah. It's very classic, you. Yes, I well, I did did do the research. There is another Alf Theatre Company which is uh, somewhere in the states, but I was okay. only able to find one else in in, right. in the worldwide. I mean, I can relate to this because naming that's the ticket. Um, I didn't actually come up with the name. Missy did. Okay. <laughs> Um, and I don't know if I've ever actually shared that truth on the show, but I feel like now, seeing as you guys are episode number 113, it's probably time. <laughs> but okay, so our theatre company, and obviously this is your guys' first work, is, is, are you looking to continue? I think we should. I hope to be invited back. Okay. I get very passionate about things. I hope I haven't annoyed Owen too much with all my, how about this? We need this. No, Here's no. a list of things to do. I can <laughs> say he's pretty tolerant um, as someone who, you know, was there where I would, you know, me growing up. You mean, yeah. bringing you up, I had to be tolerant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just, just put it, just I just put it straight up. I just went around that question. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> just jump oh, on it. Oh, yikes. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's, as someone with a podcast who always needs guests, um, it's quite exciting if you guys do continue. Mm. And I wonder if, I mean, obviously we've got to get the first show done, but is this kind of a genre that you guys think you'll stick to or would you jump about? Well, um, and going back, there's there's more than just the, well, let's talk about how we're, we, we're in this. Before we... Um, when we started first working together, we were looking at doing uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia yeah. Woolf? And, um, and when the lockdown came, um, I, I belonged to a writing group and we share information and write a little bit of this and share mm. it with somebody else and see what we think. And I thought, well, <clears throat> if I'm going to write something, given my experience, I should write a play. And what better place to start in lockdown and what better scenario to have of this constrained uh, bubble where you can't just walk out. Yeah. And one of the people said, why didn't they just leave? You can't. 
You're in a bubble. I mean, you can leave for like a air quotes silly little walk around the block, but yeah, no. Oh, we don't. We don't. Do, no, we don't. It's even pouring get, with rain. This pouring particular with rain. night of lockdown. <laughs> so much happens. I don't get a chance to go a walk. And they're from out of town. So I mean, from an audience perspective, it's good that no one goes for silly little walk because it means we keep to we continue we get to continue to voyeuristically watch all the chaos unfold. That's um, right. It'd be a pretty short play otherwise. <laughs> yeah, they'd just be like, fine, bye. <laughs> Oh, yikes. Um, but I'm going to break for another song because it's a very important segment. And um, Dad can vouch that this is a very important segment. It's Rick's pick time. So backstory uh, for all the listeners out there. I have an Uncle Rick. Um, I was about to say you have an Uncle Rick too, but he's not your uncle. No, he's, he's my brother-in-law. Your brother-in-law. Um, and he's a big listener of radio and music. And when Uncle Rick um, found out that I was starting That's the Ticket, he's like, okay, I'll give you a list, and every week we can play Rick's Pick. And I'm like, cool, one less song for me to pick every week. And um, every week I have. And today, as I said with my first track, um, I'm trying to go on theme, go a bit edgy. This one's less on theme, I feel, but because Halloween has recently been, I feel like it's fitting. It's a Blue Oyster cult track, Don't Fear the Reaper. I mean, can we fit that into the world of the play? Somehow, <laughs> play it and we'll see. <laughs> play it and we'll see. Okay, um, you heard, you heard, Dad.
There was a bit of Blue Oyster Cult for this week's Rick's pick. Uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, or The Reaper. I feel like there's a lot of brackets in the t- in the title, so Uncle Rick, if I've bungled that up, um, please correct me. But you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Um, been having a wonderful chat with uh, Janine and Owen, a.k.a. my dad, um, from uh, One Nine Lockdown, which is opening on Thursday this week. No pressure, guys. I mean, I feel like uh, before that uh, song break, I talked about, you know, we are talking about your set and how your rehearsal space has been uh, a touch on the small side and how I I was like, oh, you guys are probably ready to just get in there. And do, do you guys feel like you're at a point where you just want to, you know, get it in front of an audience? Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I love the confidence. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, because often when I have people on the show, they're either in their tech week or just about to enter their tech week. And so everyone's like a bit kind of frazzled and like, yeah. oh, my gosh. But they're, they're trying to talk about the show being like, yeah, everything's great. And then in their eyes, they're like, I'm so tired. Yeah. Well, as an actor doing rehearsals for this one, I feel like we we got in the groove really quickly. Like it all just seemed to fall into place quite smoothly the first time we got up and moved it I think Owen just let us go for it and there was just this natural flow to what we were doing and how we were interacting the four of us together on stage and that was really special and I've never really experienced anything like that before where you come into a rehearsal and it all just seems to fall into place naturally without okay. without too much you need to stand over here you need to now move over there kind of that well, yeah. we've got the place got some fabulous actors on there, and and they instinctively know how to perform, etc. And there was the one day when uh, Janine went and lent on um, Jared's shoulder, and said, "Oh, I'm leaning on his shoulder," and she looked at the script she had in her hand and says. Go and lean on his shoulder. So she had she had done what the uh, hadn't read that hadn't read it, but uh, she instinct told her what to do. Um, I'm very pleased with the script in how well all of the actors just connected with mm. their characters um, more so than anything else. So there's no people, nothing, nobody struggling over this. This is right. Would this character do this or that, etc.? So um, none of that's happened, and it, it's been fabulous. They're very well-written characters. Oh, thank just, you. You know, the character tells us what to do. Yeah. Louisa, she's just in my head. She knows what to do. I just follow out her instructions as she would ha- as she would wish. But the the one thing. You, you talk about are we ready? But yeah. um, so we had a situation. Initially, we we're working off scripts, etc. Mm. And um, even just working off scripts, uh, a group of people came to observe a structured read through and said the acting was great. Mm. Um, and then, as the scripts come down, it lifted again and it lifted again. And it's quite a strange play strip because I think if you just read it, it's not very interesting. Yeah, it needs, but. There's enough there in the script to feed the experienced actors to create these full-rounded but very colourful characters. Mm. Um, and it's still, even in the even as we sort of move up towards uh, performance, this little bit of extras that are coming in from the actors. Not, I don't have to say it. They, the actors are just bringing in these little bits, and maybe I'll say, oh, tweak that a bit, tweak that a bit. Uh, it's been fabulous working with them. It's wonderful when you're rehearsing and all of a sudden I'll feel like, oh, I want to try doing this. And you just yeah. hear, oh, I'm going, ha! <laughs> I know I've nailed it. <laughs> I feel like I talk about this a lot um, with people about, you know, 
getting in front of the audience and everyone always talks about how much different it feels when you're presenting a work in front of people who haven't seen it yes. over and over or written it or rehearsed it over and over. And I mean, I imagine as actors, that's something that you're both looking forward to, but then it can be challenging because people, you know, laugh when, you know, your one person in the rehearsal room doesn't normally laugh and stuff like mm. that. But I mean, I guess it's good that it keeps you on your toes, right? Yeah, and I think with shows I've done before, you find different audiences pick out different things. So yeah. the laughter's not going to hit the same spots every night. I mean, I my biggest fear, not that I particularly act, but um, the idea of corpsing, which means when you laugh on stage when you're not meant to. That's always my biggest fear, but I think it's... turn your face away, that's my thing. <laughs> okay, so if um, Janine ever turns her face away during the show, you, we know why, guys. Well, also, I think there are moments where my character is allowed to laugh at other yeah. characters. Yeah, I feel like you could probably work it in. Yeah. Because, you know, today you've been talking about how um, Louisa, the role you're playing, is so just like extroverted out there. And, and drunk. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> you can basically do whatever you want. You can change the script and if Dad's like, um, what happened? You're like, uh, well, oh, I there's was... There's enough I'll script say, already. I'll there's say, so many lines. I'm not changing anything I'll now. Say, <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, I think you can keep that in. <laughs> he probably would. I, yeah. yeah, he would. I, but I'd say, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, keep it in. It but mostly it's keeping it in. <laughs> mostly. Yeah, mostly they're okay. saying, "Oh, you did that. Oh, that was you didn't you didn't move there last time. Oh, no, it's good. Do it again." <laughs> I mean, I love a good collaborative effort um, in the rehearsal room. It's a yeah, big move. It, it is. It's very collaborative uh, um, between us all. Yeah, well, I mean, that seems to be the theme of today's episode, which is why I keep bringing it back to me for gags. Um, <laughs> No, but straying away from the play, I'm going to be a bit cheeky because I do this like every week to guests. And um, outside of this, is there anything on the cards that you can talk about? Totally fine if not, because often people are like, guys, I'm just trying to get through this. <laughs> or, you know, people are involved in stuff that's not quite like air quotes public. But um, anything else on the cards? Well, there's something vaguely on the cards. Um, I mean, you can keep it mysterious like that if you yeah, want, Dad, because it's quite compelling radio content. There's um, someone in the writing group um, okay. produced a story which is uh, about something that I've spoken to another person from the farming community, and it's when um, when uh, a father and a son, a son's working on the farm, and, mm. and conflict occurs because this, the, the the father is repressive, etc. Yeah. Apparently, this is very common. Yeah. Um, and so she said that. Uh, so I read it out, and I said, "Sounds like a play." Oh, okay. <laughs> Finish the one you're on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I have no, I have no intention of doing anything. Until this is finished, and then I can uh, relax and uh, breathe a sigh until um, the creative juices says, oh, we could come up again. Okay, so about the week after this is done, Dad's going to be like, you know, not doing anything. and then The, weekend after, yeah, yeah. the week after this, Dad will be busy at, at, uh, doing uh, building at the batch. Oh, yep, nice. Nice. Okay, that is a good little break afterwards, Dad. Yes, though. it is. Um, Janine, anyth <laughs> anything on the books? Um, well, this year's been 
all over the place for me. I got COVID quite badly, so that took me out for three months earlier in the year, okay. and work's been ramping up, and then I've had this play, which has been the thing that sort of kept me going. Yeah. I need those creative juices to run, so next week I'm off to Rarotonga, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you guys both going on holiday. Dad's on a working holiday, and then Janine's on the better holiday. Yeah. But in between um, that, I do need to film a video audition okay. for something, so I won't be in the country when actual auditions are happening, so I'm sure I'll find couple of hours yeah. at some point between okay. this play and hopping on a plane. All right. Um, best of luck to you <laughs> Thank then. Thank you. Video auditions. Hate um, them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hate all auditions really, but yeah, got to be mean, done. Yeah. It's, it's, you say it's good practice and then Janine's like, I've been doing community theatre for 20 years. It still sucks auditioning. <laughs> it does. It really does. But I feel like I can speak for Dad and other um, people you've worked with um, over the years and say thank you for auditioning and putting yourself <laughs> through it because otherwise they wouldn't get people like you um but back to me just because i haven't uh, been talking this entire time um <laughs> i just want to go over some um upcoming events around kitty kitty door uh, in no particular order uh one night in lockdown is running at the meteor on thursday the 3rd of november to saturday the 5th of november with 7 p.m shows tickets are available right now at the meteor.co.nz 20 dollars general admission i will be putting the link up with the podcast of this episode so if you don't like the that's the ticket with hannah mooney facebook page go like it now so you can get all the tea um, also at the Meteor, Nicholas Borch's Highway Disasters is running the 10th to the 12th of November with 7pm shows. And then over at Rivoli Theatre, Saturday Night Fever is due to open on the 19th of November and run until the 10th of December with 7.30pm shows. Tickets are available right now via iTicket. And uh, last but not least, coming up at Clarence Street Theatre, they have Leaving Jackson, a tribute concert to uh, Johnny Cash, running on the 5th of November at 7.30pm. Tickets are available now uh, via Ticketek. But uh, back to you guys. I just wanted to say thanks so much for joining me for a chat today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. In your bubble, almost. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it feels a bit like a bubble. Yeah, it's a little little studio bubble. And um, to play you out, I've got a song that was suggested to me uh, by uh, my sister Missy, your daughter, Owen, and um, it's Jolene. Specifically, <laughs> oh. the Miley Cyrus cover. Yeah, can I say that we have um, we do a warm up before every rehearsal where we play music and we just uh, dance totally random um, improvised dance. Yeah, and we've had we have used that n- number for our warm up. We have, and, and it's an excellent excellent uh, number to warm up on. And can I ask, do you use the Backyard Sessions version or the live version from her album? The Backyard Session. Okay, because I couldn't get the Backyard Session on Spotify, so you're going to have to deal with the live version from her album, Attention. Um, it's still good, not different vibe to the Backyard Sessions, but still I feel like it's a uh, good note to go out on. But uh, I've been Hannah Mooney. This has been That's the Ticket Um Matiwa, everyone. I'll see you next week. Say bye, team. Cheerio. Bye. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> Cheerio. Yes, it's all.
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.